Good it's morning. It's been a while. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a while. It has. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I, I think that our last episode, which viewers probably got, um, when did they get that? <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. The the funny thing about it is we recorded that episode like right at the start of May. So the since we have talked, it has been like two months. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the fucking longest we've we've gone without recording an episode, but definitely not the longest hiatus between episodes because people will be like, Yo it wasn't yeah. that long. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've had a uh... I think Jacob asked me the other day if we were still doing the podcast. <laughs> I, yeah. was like, I was like, yeah, dude, we're, uh, we're still doing it. Trust me. I just, uh, we just, we're get, just I multimedia now. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. We are now a, uh, a visual, uh, channel too. Yes. Yes. Um, might, I might I that. say, yeah, yeah. That video essay fucked in my opinion. I mean, and this is just coming from someone who's a freeloader, you know, just a uh, half of the channel name. But uh, you did all the work on that, and it, it was it was a great video. I fucking loved your first shots. Thank you. And, yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, obviously um, want to do more, and um, definitely want you to come on and uh, maybe write some or just do some with me. Um, I'm really mm-hmm. surprised at how well it's doing. It's got 74 views right now with uh i think (laughs) that might be a record for our channel (laughs) yeah honestly maybe yeah it's got i got 74 views 15 likes i think the only thing to top that um well my chicken run alternate ending video is on this channel still because it has eleven thousand views but um whoa yeah but episode one of our podcast got 84 views so really just 10 more views to go or uh technically 11 and you will have, we will have beaten everything mind over movies related, so or the podcast related, I mean, so Yeah, and in like I, I don't know how to do a fraction when it comes to years, but y- yeah, the original episode has had like two years to yeah. uh, to outdo your video essay and, and to for that to do numbers like that, especially on a small channel like this, uh that's just awesome. That's yeah, dude. Cool. I'm I'm really happy with it, and I hope everybody hope everybody liked it. Um, and I appreciate your uh, your um, compliments about it. I uh, thank you. It was fun. They're the only and, compliments you're getting this week, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only allowed a few. Um, yeah, you you have to take L's, you know, here and there. Yeah, true. And you know, not to jump right into to discussions or anything, but I'll just say that. I have taken note, like when you tweet shit and I haven't seen something yet, I just take a mental note. I'm like, okay, come back to this whenever you've seen that thing. Like for season three of Barry, (laughs) you had a take and I hadn't seen any of it yet. And you were like, this is the worst episode of Barry yet. And I was like, (laughs) okay, noting that. And then I was not too surprised when I got to that same like date that you posted that like that episode that would have come out around that time and i found out that that was like my favorite episode of the season i was like oh shit (laughs) oh no (laughs) of course of course it was really good (laughs) like a lot of it spoilers right right um not yet 
Not maybe. yet. Maybe, yeah. maybe in the middle of this episode, we could have a Barry season three thing. I know that would oh, probably please. just be a discussion for us and like one other person because I don't I don't know too many people who watch Barry other than like Kennedy and you and myself and Donna. I think Saxon watches, so you know Saxon. Yeah, you know tune Saxon, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know Saxon watches. Um, I think yeah. I don't know a whole lot of people that watch it, but um, and we'll, we're obviously going to talk about it today. Spoiler free. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about spoilers, but, um, I also do want to note that, um, when we're recording this, it is the evening before, um, the last episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out. So when this episode releases, Kenobi will have finished. You're not going to hear anything about it on this episode, sadly, but we'll talk about it next time. Um, I'm, I have to watch last week's episode still, and then I'll probably watch the episode um, tonight to finish it off, um, but we could talk about some of our thoughts so far on it if you want to, because I'm I'm really eager to discuss it. Uh, spoiler free, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. I I think with Kenobi especially, I'm I'm excited for it to finish before we discuss it. Not like generally like super excited for like the show to finish out, but like right. I'm definitely glad we didn't get a chance to talk about it right as the first two episodes dropped because it would not have been. A conversation I would have looked back on and been like oh I stand by everything I said because I, I'll, I'll give Kenobi credit it has gone some places with mm-hmm. its story that I didn't expect and it's done yeah. some pretty solid stuff there is a lot of um I don't I don't know how to discuss it without getting too spoilery but this show flirts with breaking like timeline shit all the time and then kind of chickens out of it because it can't you know like it pushes the limit for sure and it does some surprising things but most of the time i am like oh yeah that scene didn't have a lot of stakes because i have seen star wars episode four a new hope (laughs) and i know who needs to be around for that so yeah exactly yeah i'm yeah i'm also glad we didn't get to talk about it um when those first two episodes at least were out because yeah i'm kind of like you a lot of it has um, been watching while I've watched it. I, I've my sh- my perspective on it has shifted um, a little bit, and I, l- I like what you said about it flirts with with breaking timeline because yeah, that's like one of my main complaints with it is because it's like well, man, I I mean we've all seen episode four, so it's like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and um, I I think last week's episode, you know, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like mm-hmm. it addresses shit that has happened in the show so far that might have had people raising some eyebrows it doesn't do it in like a super obnoxious way well actually it does kind of do (laughs) 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 i'm like in i kind of respect it but i'm also like okay that's dumb which is like the whole show it i think it's got this classic disney plus conundrum of being too long for its own good and also because it's a television show like all the spectacle of it kind of dies down a little bit like these shows kind of look like shit compared to the movies that are coming out and Mm -hmm. they're doing this with stories that i feel like would have been perfectly fine two-hour movies that you could have upped the budget for the the story you're telling and it would have been more effective moon knight i felt that way about you know there was only half a story there and did you finish moon knight I haven't finished Moon Knight, and I'll tell you why. I, I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> you know I'm, what? You, it, don't. 
<laughs> nothing fucking happened. I'll tell you, the, spoiler free for Moon Knight, I promise, but uh-huh. nothing happens in that goddamn show until the post credit scene. And then something interesting yeah. happens, and then it's over. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Marusio Brown Table had a video out on it, and I watched um I watched that and um it was really interesting because i kind of got some of it spoiled for me but i i didn't care i don't care i mean obviously i don't want to spoil it for anybody else listening if you haven't seen it but i didn't care to get it spoiled for me so i watched marusio's video um and and he talks about like how they you know they kind of like um the mcu right now in phase four has a problem with building shit up um for the sake of, of building it up and not satisfying the uh satisfying just the show itself like just having a show have its like run um like moonlight uh, moonlight moon night felt like uh <laughs> a uh a prequel like a, a prologue that's what i'm trying to say he, he said yeah. like the whole the whole show felt like a fucking prologue and there's nothing really you know happening um in it until like you said that post credit scene is pretty interesting but like it's like why can't you just tell the story you want to tell now instead of having to set it up and make everybody wait for four years yeah it it's really it just makes it hard to be invested in the the tv shows coming out for sure and it kind of makes it hard to be invested in the mcu as a whole because if you're going to be so interconnected and constantly like building and building and building like have shit happen you know like actually build up to something have some payoff you know you can't just keep releasing like movies like whole ass completed films where nothing like very relevant well and i i'll say in the movies they've been better about it um you know i i can't think of like a fillery marvel movie right off the top of my head other than like black widow like that felt like it didn't really contribute a bunch i mean i don't know it was one i enjoyed when we saw it in the theaters but like right right as as time has passed i've been like oh we didn't need that and it set up like one thing that is relevant to the modern mcu and nothing else like yeah it was (sighs) was really there to just give scarjo her her due credit her her own movie and uh i mean that's kind of like the whole reason for hawkeye too and because jeremy renner didn't get his own movie and and hawkeye quickly became like a a fan favorite so to speak of like the team and um i guess all the fan cams got to their heads got to disney studios heads they're like shit we need a whole series for this and Hawkeye has probably been the most like underwhelming. Well, besides Moon Knight, I just I really can't tell you how much I don't give a fuck about anything happening in Moon Knight. But Hawkeye is one of those where it's like, okay, you've got my attention with Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye in it. I want to see where his story goes after Endgame. Um, but this is just like utterly useless and meaningless. That show is to set up shit, um, and I just wish they yeah. would stop setting up shit. And I've heard that Miss um, Marvel is a good show but it has like the worst like viewership of all the tv shows and that makes me um a little upset because everybody's gonna think it's because of the the politics of the of the character the um that's the first uh is it the first muslim superhero character is that what it is yeah it it is um and i think that miss marvel is also the first like teenage or one of the the first teenage superheroes that hit the small screen for marvel yeah. um there's just a lot of firsts happening with miss marvel and yeah i 
I feel what you're saying. Like, I saw a tweet earlier today about the low viewership, and, and the guy was like, you know, it, it just goes to show that white people won't support these shows when they come out. And I feel like there's a little bit of truth there. Like, sure, mm-hmm. you know, there are probably less white audiences tuning in to... In fact, the statistics show that there are less white audiences and more Hispanic and black families uh, and, and Muslim families tuning in to Miss Marvel, which yeah. is interesting because, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, reaching the, the groups that it's representing, and I think that's cool. But I think that to entirely blame it on um you know politics would be misguided because i think it is just speaking to superhero fatigue and marvel fatigue in general like the reason i didn't watch it is like uh moon knight and also because there are so many other shows that are out right now that are like the biggest shows on television right now like exactly stranger things is out the boys is out better call Saul oh my out. god yes they dude. released it at a horrible window to compete with established properties like they exactly they should have waited till august or something you know yeah like, dude at least at least let boys season three like clear up before you right this. and i mean can i say though like i want to oh, i mean kenobi I be... their own show sorry <laughs> right right like <clears throat> I will say, though, like, I want to get into, um, I've been watching a lot of TV. I haven't watched many movies. I've been watching TV because, as you said, there is so much good fucking television out right now. Um, But I just um, wrapped Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1 today. And and can I just say, like, I mean, TV's really bringing out the big guns this year. Like, I was not, I was not invested in Stranger Things at all going into this season. I felt the most disconnected from it that I ever have. And this season is, like, as good, maybe even better than the first. Like, it is yeah. it is fucking phenomenal. I, I, I want to say, like, yeah, I, I ended up catching up on Stranger Things when I had COVID. And mm-hmm. I felt the exact same way as you. Like, yeah. I heard all the headlines about it being, like, uh, an hour and 20 minutes every single episode and i was like that sounds fucking obnoxious but right. yeah, having just finished volume one during my quarantine i um i agree with you i think it might be my favorite season even without seeing volume two yet like, right? i think they are completely fucking nailing the mm-hmm. tribute to the 80s horror movies and to the adventure flicks and like there will be moments where they play like soundtracks from like older movies like they they have a war games reference in one of the episodes and then the score for that movie like i think it's alan silvestri score starts playing and it's amazing it just fits right in with these characters in these settings and i just i didn't realize that i loved this show as much as i did and i think maybe two and three just weren't that good compared to one but i think we're back at it i think we found our magic again I, I agree, and I and I hope that Volume 2 um, really comes in and hits the home run, and I hope that Season 5 is just as good as Season 4 because um, I don't know if Sean Levy directed episodes from Seasons 2 or 3, but let me tell you, that man knows how to fucking direct. Um, yeah. There is some sequences in this season that are just absolutely glorious. Uh, the editing, yeah, free guy levels. <laughs> yeah, um, free guy levels. Of, oh shit! Adam yeah, Project level of hype. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, if you look at Free Guy and you look at this, like it's very obvious that dude was collecting a paycheck for Free Guy yeah. and was actually interested in Stranger Things because 
I mean, does the I want to do a video essay on it. So if anybody wants to, if anybody would like to hear what we have to say about you know Stranger Things, I would really like to talk about the editing in this thing and how um, uh, motifs are used throughout this season really fucking yeah. well. I just, it's so good. If y'all haven't caught up, if you are annoyed, if you are bored with Stranger Things, I implore you to just give the first episode a try. It is, it's brilliant. It's better than seasons two and three. I, this, like Isaac said, this might be my favorite episode, or I mean, my favorite season of the yeah, whole thing. I, it's good. And I agree with you. You just need episode one because I was rehooked after that yeah. first episode. It felt like, it felt like its own film and that it was like a great film. And then I was so surprised to see that as the season went on, it kept getting better and better. I think there was like yeah. maybe one episode where it was like, uh, it dragged. And honestly, it was the episode that was the shortest one. It was like the one in there that's just an hour long. And then all of the <laughs> yeah. hour and 20 minute ones were like my favorite ones. You know? <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. I realized getting to the end of the season um, or getting into the volume one, I, I start, I'm understanding now why the episodes are um, as long as they are. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't fucking mind at all. Because no. to tell this story, I mean, this is like a very like in in terms of scope, the season is huge. It's bigger than every season they've ever had. But the story is so fucking good that I'm like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch, you know, two, two and a half hour episodes. Like, that's fine. Like this, it's so enthralling right now. And I really hope that, you know, the um, season five is, is going to really just tie it, wrap it up in a nice little bow. And then all we'll have is like... You know, if ever, any, if ever we rewatch it, you know, it's like season three is like, okay, it's like, yeah, we'll watch season three. Um, it's kind of like a prologue to like the best season of the show. But, you know, yeah. um, I hope that I hope that it ends good like that so that when we rewatch it, we uh, the last taste in our mouth is of fondness for the show and not uh, that really didn't <laughs> do that well. But yeah, um, and it might, you know, those those previous seasons might be boosted by having the context of where the show right. has ended up because. I will say, you know, as as lackluster as some plot points of season three might have felt at the time, which I actually feel like I enjoyed season three more than the average person when it came out. It was really only two that I, that lost me, but where everything three set up is just like brilliant here. But yeah, uh, yeah, we <laughs> I, I'm finding that we probably just need to do a whole episode about this season after volume <laughs> two drops. So we'll, yes. we'll we'll save spoilers and shit for then. But please watch this show. And if you oh, haven't God, caught yeah. up on Stranger Things, this is a perfect time, too. Because mm -hmm. uh, this is it's really good right now. Um, yes. And yeah. speaking of things that are on and are hot, are you caught up with the boys? I am caught up with the boys. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm loving this, this season. I, I think um, it, it's an interesting season for sure. I'm not sure... Yeah. I'm not sure where we're headed, but I am enjoying the fuck out of out of the kind of like the twist we've had in this season. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I I think that this season is definitely more like sure-footed than season two, especially when yeah. it comes to the character of Homelander. Like, I feel like yes. they have hit their groove again with him. He's got more of that season one villainous confidence whereas season uh -huh. two it, it was kind of confusing sometimes as to what was happening in the grand scheme of things and like who you should be fearing and who you should right. be rooting for sometimes uh i will still yeah. say that the boys themselves you know that the show is named for are often still the least compelling part of it for me like i i'm finding that butcher 
is just wearing thin on me. I don't, I don't know how you feel about Butcher as a character, so I, I don't, I don't want to speak for both of us here. Right. I'm, yeah, I feel what you're saying. Butcher is kind of... he's. I, I feel like they don't know where to go with his character because I feel like in season one, he was really... I really enjoyed Butcher, but seasons two and three, especially this season, maybe not as much as two, but his, he's kind of like a one-trick pony, um, and he doesn't have to be. They could write him differently. They could give him something to do, but in this season, I, I feel like, it almost feels like they're setting him up to, like, kill that character off. Like, I, I, I he's, there's just nothing more he can do. Like, he's there, you know, but he's just, like, the least interesting out of all of them. I'm, I'm more interested to see like the Homelander stuff and the Starlight stuff because yeah. um, season two kind of left me the end of season two. I was like, man, I, I'm not afraid of Homelander anymore. But since season three started, I have been on the edge of my seat. Like every episode, I'm like, what the fuck is he going to do? Like, what is he going to yeah. do this time? You know? And I, I don't feel like I feel that way with Butcher. I feel like, you know, in season one and even some of season two, I was like, oh shit, what, what's Butcher going to do? He's not, you know, he's himself. He's not, He's kind of like an unpredictable character, um, the same as Homelander is. But, you know, in this season, I'm not really feeling that. I'm like, okay, you know, Butcher's here, but Homelander's yeah. who I'm really watching for right now. But um, not to say that the season, you know, that the other characters aren't written really well. I'm really enjoying pretty much everybody else. I, I just wish they would give Butcher a boost because the season's really good so far, I think. Yeah. I, I'm especially feeling like the satire is really sharp this year yes you know yes. like it, it is very pointed who we yes. are making fun of and who we are um having a joke at their expense which is mm -hmm. great because i'm so fucking disillusioned with um <laughs> yeah. everything that the show's talking about so every time they get into something i'm like yes thank you and the the, yeah. the grossness and the crudeness of it i think it's honest you know like so many shows try and make political statements but they like sugarcoat everything that they're saying that you kind of can't see the message underneath it and i love mm -hmm. that the boys is just a loud and clear middle finger to the yeah. people that they're giving <laughs> that they're making fun of you know yeah 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 i agree i i love i love all the satire this season it's been um it's been great I think yeah. I think it's even it's even more um, heightened in this season than it has in previous seasons for good reason, um, but it's just like you know every episode is kind of like a there there's something else that they want to that they want to say and the, and they do it really well it's it's both funny and it makes sense for the show and it's yeah it's really good I'm enjoying it as well. Yeah, um, let me think. Is there? What, is there like another show that's on right now other than the one that we're going to have a spoilers talk about here in a little bit because i um, feel like we're just getting so much good tv that i can hardly yeah keep up. yeah yeah same um huh well i mean if you wanted to go any more into kenobi before we get into barry um oh you know what Fuck TV. Let's talk about movies before we get into Barry. You know um, what? Fu yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do have it. You, have you seen any? So you, you said you didn't see very many, but... Um, not very many, but there's a couple that I would like to, to discuss. Um, yeah. What'd you see, man? Well, um, one of them uh, I saw before we recorded the last episode, but I don't think I mentioned it, but I, I want to mention it because I thought it was, it was a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, have you heard uh, Tangerine? Uh, a Sean Baker film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one right before Florida Project, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Tangerine. Um, it's it's uh, about like these um, um, 
it's in uh, what is it? It's L.A. Sorry, it's in Los Angeles on Christmas Eve, um, and it's about these two girls that like um, they're trans women, and they uh, they uh, are looking for one of their uh, a boyfriend or like a pimp essentially, and, and the whole film is just them running around town looking for this pimp to. Um, so she can question him on why he uh, cheated on her while she was in jail. Uh, and it's fucking hilarious. It's um, films on a very low budget, and it, and it looks low budget, but they make the low budget um, aesthetic of it fit into the aesthetic of the story that they're telling. And it's uh, it's really, really well done. It's like a side of L.A. that you, um, that you don't really want to see. Like when you're in L.A., you're not really hanging around like these parts of town um and it's it's really fucking good really funny i really enjoyed the acting the characters the direction um yeah i just i feel like uh, i need to watch all of sean baker's films because after seeing this i feel like he might be you know end up being one of my my top directors because just the way he um did this whole thing was was really interesting i really enjoyed it yeah, is Red Rocket on uh, on VOD yet? Like, uh, I wh- think when it do we is, get to yeah. fucking see that movie? Okay, I need <laughs> literally, to, I need to rent it, please. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'll check for you real quick. Um, oh, thanks, babe. You're welcome, babe. Did you have and, a film that you welcome, wanted to? Babes. Oh yes, I so I saw like so many movies, so I won't I oh, won't God, get into okay. all of them. But um, uh, uh, probably the biggest one that would that would hit with the audiences of, of June 2022 would be mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. I saw Heck that. Yeah. Um, and that's been getting a lot of stellar reviews, which I, I would have never seen fucking coming. When I saw Same. the trailers <laughs> for Top Gun Maverick and also just it kept getting delayed and delayed, I was like, this is a fake movie. We are not <laughs> actually making <laughs> yeah. a Top Gun sequel and this is a joke. Um, right, right. So, so I, I was very surprised when a lot of people I respect on like film Twitter and Letterboxd were given this like four and a half stars, um, you know, giving yeah. it a lot of love. So I, I mean, I was like, fuck it. You know, I've never finished the first Top Gun movie because every time I watch it, I get too bored and I turn it off, which I mean, <laughs> sue me, but it fucking sucks. I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but... I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this movie and forget about my feelings for the first one and just kind of like, you know, get into it. And I will say as a sequel to Top Gun and as a legacy sequel, this movie sets out to do everything it needs to. And I think it succeeds on so many fronts. Like, I think that the characters are a lot better in this movie. The stakes feel real. The dogfights are like fucking amazingly shot. Like, it's it's wonderful. Um, I just am too much of a hippie, I guess, to enjoy a movie about why the American military needs a lot more money and to sacrifice the lives of young men and women to do basically pointless shit. Like, the, the stakes of this movie are established pretty early on, so I don't feel like it's a spoiler to say that the target in this movie is, like, a uranium facility for an unnamed country. And just, like, I couldn't fully get into this movie because one all of the characters are written so uptight because they're in the military that like none of the humor like lands for me i felt it felt like it was a bunch of fucking aliens like talking to each other which i i know that might seem harsh and i know that there are some charming moments in the movie it's just like for the most part um they when they would pause for laughs which they did multiple times it was just silence, uh-huh. you know? I was like, damn, okay. Right. Um, so, like, the, 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 the main thing, though, is, like, 
this is just such a and I know it feels silly because it's a movie and I'm like turn off my brain right but like right the the fact that this movie is implicating that the United States which spends much more money on its military by wide margins than any other country is like at risk of some like of being outgunned in a situation or like oh we need to like go in i don't know it this is all gonna sound like nitpick bullshit to to people and but it's a part of my brain i couldn't turn off and like when i left the movie i i talked to jacob who i saw it with and he said he felt kind of the same way where like the movie is excellent like it's excellently crafted it's that all of the actors do a pretty good job with the material they're given it's just like there's there's a part of us that's like we're so disillusioned with this shit though that it was hard to like feel like they were in the right for everything they were saying i don't know if you Mm -hmm. see the movie you might you might know what i'm talking about um right right but i mean i would recommend it as like an action blockbuster for sure i would just say turn off your brain as much as you can Mm -hmm. especially if you're thinking of it from like an ethical standpoint which don't (laughs) don't do it (laughs) right yeah yeah, I was surprised when I saw you uh, your letterbox review of it. Um, when you said that, because I never thought about that. I was like, yeah, I mean, it kind of is just like a like a promotion for the military, for the the navy and the air force and stuff. And it's uh, um, like I never thought like, of course, it's going to be that, you know. And and a lot of people that I follow on Twitter are like, yeah, so what? The movie still fucks. And I'm like, okay. The movie can still fuck, and you can still be like, why the fuck are we making this in 2022? Like, a lot of people have said it's about Tom Cruise, about aging, um, you know, kind Tom of. Cruise. Ki- yeah, kind of, but, like, at the end of the day, it's a fucking Top Gun sequel. It's the movie your father and your grandfather, and probably your grandfather's grandfather has fucking seen. Like, it's, and it's so closely tied with um, nationalism and... Just yeah. like having pride for, you know, oh, our boys in our our boys in the I almost said boys in blue, but like our boys in the sky, our eyes in the sky, watching over the United States. It's like don't don't fucking act like if we ran into a problem a little too big that we would just drop a fucking nuke on somebody. It, it's not. That's why I've never wanted to watch Top Gun. It just doesn't seem interesting. I'm not. I'm not fucking interested in it. And honestly, to, honest to God, I'll probably. Well, I mean, I've kind of, I've probably already missed the theatrical window. It's probably still out, but I, I, I don't have a want to go see it. I'll probably, whenever it comes to streaming or, or VOD, I'll probably rent it and watch it because I am interested to see Tom Cruise. That's really that's really all it is. I'll watch Tom Cruise any day. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm excited for this movie, even after all the praise I've seen from it. I'm interested, but I, I feel like I'll probably share your same, your and Jacob's same sentiment. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's propaganda. It's good propaganda. But I right, mean, right. I don't think you can escape the fact that it is propaganda. I mean, like, if you look up the original Top Gun, one of the things you'll see about it is that it boosted um, recruitment for, like, naval aviators by literally 500%, that movie alone. And yeah. I just, I, 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 I cringe thinking about the effect that it might have on the kind of people who want to join the military these days because yeah know. it's it's just like knowing a lot of statistics about like extremism in the military and also just the horrible shit that we've done like to act mm-hmm. to see a movie that 
is just so uncritical of the military and just like is a two hour pretty much like jizz fest for it is it you know it's entertaining but like <laughs> from a thought perspective and from a i want to rewatch this perspective there's nothing for me because top gun isn't even like a movie about the military's like active programs it's a training program and so when these young men and women are like at threat of dying it's not even for like a real cause like it's in a simulated program like that's the original yeah. top gun too like that's what took me yeah. out of it is like his best friend dies in that movie sorry spoilers for top gun from 1984 um <laughs> his best friend dies in that movie in a training exercise he dies for yeah. nothing and in this movie his son wants to join that same program and the movie is all for us rooting for that and i'm just horrified i'm sitting here like <laughs> this is the worst thing that could happen to this guy like Tom Cruise had logical sense to be opposed to this guy coming into this program. I don't know. I'm I'm getting into spoilers, but um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Anyone I who watches that, uh, talk to me, DM me. You know, tell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did you see? Also, is a uh, Red Rocket on VOD? You said. Oh so? yes, it's on. It's on. You can rent it on Amazon right now. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Um, yeah, the other film I watched was a film that I've seen before, um, but I wanted to talk about briefly because it might, it might be, uh, it might become a five-star film for me. And I talked a little about it, um, on, in the video essay, uh, that I did first shots and that is, um, Chinatown. Yes. Yeah. I rewatched this thing and let me tell you, I mean, holy fucking shit. I... Like, I think this is just, like, the movie. You know, when we, when we talk about, like, old movies and movies from the 70s and sort of like a, like a, a golden age, you know, this, may, this movie may be a little late to the golden age, but yeah. holy fucking shit, bro. This, this thing is, like, nearly flawless. Like, I honestly, I, I'm not entirely sure what's holding me back from giving it that perfect score because... I find myself already wanting to rewatch it. Like I sat down uh, about a month ago to rewatch it and I got halfway through it and then like I had company or something. So something happened and I quit watching it, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, I, I want to watch it again. So just like a, you know, a few weeks ago I sat back down and I watched it again. And just today or yesterday, actually I was, I was like, damn, I want to watch Chinatown again. And this is like this is the same way I felt about There Will Be Blood, where I, I rewatched There Will Be Blood, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch that again. And then I watched it again. I was like, this is perfect. And then a few days later, I watched it again. Like, this this might be you know that movie uh, for me right now. And I think um, I'm reading a book right now called The Big Goodbye. About uh, the subtitle is The Death of Hollywood and the Making of Chinatown or something like that. And I'm learning a lot about like, you know, Roman Polanski, of course, um, and Jack Nicholson and and Robert Town. And, um, you know, Robert, I saw somebody, uh, somebody on Letterboxd was like, uh, this scumbag can really direct a fucking movie, can't he? And I was like, I mean, yeah, dude, like, like I, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta, um, you have to respect like what, what this movie is, but while remembering you know, who he is. And I think that's probably what interests me about it so much is because this came out in 74, about five years after Sharon Tate was murdered. 
And I, I, I'm feeling like, if I'm going to give it another watch, of course, but I'm feeling like the, the themes in this movie are kind of self-reflective of Polanski. And Polanski changed Town's script um, not a huge bit, but you know, quite a bit on some things. Like Robert Town's ending and Polanski's ending were two different things. Uh, Polanski opted for the darker ending, and Town later said that he was right to do that. So I think yeah. there's um, there's kind of that creative friction within the film, which is mind blowing to me because when you watch it, you're like, this is a vision. This is so well put together. This is everybody working together to do their best to do you know to do this movie justice, and it comes out and it's a fucking masterpiece. And I'm just really interested by it right now. I'm fascinated, and I'm gonna finish the book probably first, and then I'm gonna rewatch it, but. Uh, I just want to say, if you haven't seen Chinatown or if you haven't seen it in a while, I mean, watch the first shots video I did and then and then rewatch Chinatown uh, or watch Chinatown and then watch my first shots. Um, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, I, I think I'm due for a rewatch for sure on Chinatown. But just like it, it's it's one of those movies where its brutality is just absolutely impossible to forget. Like the yeah, ending, dude. you know, people quote that ending all the time, but like they kind of forget that the context is awful like it's at that so moment, awful it's like a gunshot that line it's like <laughs> fuck that man yeah like, yeah dude yeah it's, it's 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 genius and like i people say it all the time and it's like referenced in like a, like some of those like i think the simpsons has rested uh has done a parody of it and maybe family yeah. guy or something but it's like do you even know what you're parodying right now have you seen the fucking movie? like that is an such a gut punch of a line and, and uh, oh, it's, it's amazing but it's like holy shit bro masterpiece and masterpiece th- isn't it kind of like making it like cyclical like not getting into spoilers for chinatown but don't they address in the movie that he has like history in yes chinatown that's like you know it, it, and i yeah. just think that adds to it it's like oh fuck for him especially for it all yeah to happen here it's like damn like that's the perfect name for the movie because when you're watching it you're like this movie isn't about fucking chinatown and then (laughs) yeah and it's like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're like oh it it was about chinatown the whole time (laughs) damn maybe the chinatown was the friends we made along the way (laughs) (laughs) true true yeah dude um yeah dude it's it's that line has like you can pull so you can analyze that line like fifteen different ways. It's incredible, um, and just with just the whole script, like ah, it's good. It's good. I won't say too much more. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. But like, yeah, like if you haven't seen Chinatown, do yourself a favor. It's great. Yeah, for real, for real. I'm yeah. trying to think if there's anything else I've known. Oh, have you seen Triple R yet, dude? Or, no, I. Oh, I want to so bad. That that's really great. I I won't say anything because that's one of those movies where like every single scene in it, as you're watching it, I guarantee you you cannot predict where it's going unless you've already heard about it like from an interview right. or like YouTube. Because I I had a few things spoiled for me, but like Uh-oh. it it intrigued me enough to watch the whole three hour movie, and I'm so happy yeah. I did. It it's amazing. Yeah. It puts American blockbusters to shame for sure. Like, and this was my yeah. first Bollywood feature too. So like, oh yeah, dude, cool. yeah. Yeah, in uh, in my film history class, we watched like three or four Bollywood films, or maybe it was maybe it was three, but um, we watched a lot of scenes from other Bollywood movies, and um, and I, I 
just seeing the trailer for it and seeing people talk about it, I was like, oh yes, a Bollywood film that's going to get a lot of attention. People are going to wonder what the fuck. Let me. T- I'm here to tell you, they're all like that. <laughs> they're all three hours long musicals, just filled to the brim with crazy fucking shit. I love, I love Bollywood, and if you have the chance, you should watch Amar Akbar Anthony. It's a Bollywood okay. film from the 70s. Um, it's it, it's a fun, fun, fun-ass time. Uh, I, I saved uh, music from it on my Spotify, um, and it, it's so good. Yeah, 1977, Amar Akbar Anthony. It It is, is amazing. If you liked RRR, I would highly recommend giving this one a watch as well. It's it's a classic um, I'll, in, in I'll terms of Bollywood. It. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, dude! I'm excited wanna, to watch Triple R. Huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. and you should, because uh, I don't know. I, I I think that you know, with it being on Netflix, like you don't have a good excuse, really. You know, you gotta. Be yeah, honestly. Yeah, it. honestly. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Play that shit. <laughs> Let's um, go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to think before we talk Barry if there's anything else. I saw Men. I didn't really fuck with Men. I, it yeah. feels like a weird misstep for Alex Garland. Uh, which is sad because he he's just been so brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. As of late, so to to, and it's like not that this movie isn't really well made. You know, like all mm-hmm. of the performances are in it uh, are are great, and the cinematography is great, and the score is great. It's just the substance of the story is so shallow. Like it has a lot of deep, complex metaphors and like. You know, there's a lot of things in the movie that you shouldn't take as they're literally happening. But, like, it doesn't really say anything about what it's going after. And it, it just feels like, you know, it feels like Alex Garland is a where's my hug kind of guy after watching mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that. Um, it was just disappointing. Right. And I wouldn't recommend watching it. Uh, and it's also just kind of grotesque for the sake of being grotesque, I felt like. Mm. Even that's, though there were some metaphors in that. But. Right. Well, that's upsetting because Ex Machina and Annihilation are are brilliant films. I, I love both of them. and They seem like they have a lot of nuance and a lot of things going on that's not in your face. Um, and they're just, they're just done well. Um, but I, well, everything I'm hearing about men is it feels like a, a directorial debut from... A, um, from a from a guy who's like not all men, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's uh, that's upsetting. I probably will not watch it unless I'm get too intrigued. But uh, and then watch watch Fallen Angels by Wong Kar Wai. Um, oh yeah, sometime, yeah. Because that's a great fucking movie. Uh, that there are so many more that i watched but uh you know if they're important we'll bring them up later so okay want to talk some barry let's talk some barry can we uh you want to do spoiler free first yeah really quick okay. um for anyone cool. who might not be fully caught up on season three did you fuck with this season compared to last seasons how did you feel so i'm a, I'm, on, I'm a little bit of a mixed bag but I, but i want to start out by saying by the end I, i'm very positive about this season i think the season was good yeah. i just feel like it was bumpier than the past two seasons like the past two seasons for me have felt very tight very um logically and well constructed and every episode was like every episode that i watched i was like damn that was good damn that was good damn that was great that was great that was great and with this season i was like okay that was good and i was like that was a little weird okay this was great but you know but it ended 
really fucking fantastic. I really loved the finale. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Um, yeah, just like, you know, general, you know, I'm positive. It was a good season. I, I really liked it. Just way rockier than the past two seasons. I, hmm. So I disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I really, I really loved this season. Um, I, I definitely do think there were, yeah, some, some rocky points uh, in there. But I don't know. I felt like it was at season two's level of quality, which I really fucking love season two. So that's saying a lot. Season two is great. Yeah. I honestly think having done my big rewatch of Barry with my girlfriend and waiting to watch this season, season one was probably the roughest for me because <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but the first like few episodes of the show don't really, I mean, like they're good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like none, none of Barry, in my opinion, has been like bad. This is one of those rare shows, like Breaking Bad, where mm-hmm. I think even if there's an episode you don't fuck with too much, like it still, you know, moves the plot along in a way yeah. that it services the show. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think that I think the only weak point in season three for me was the episode called Ben Mendelsohn. I just felt like even, you know, usually the episode names are kind of crafty references to something that happens in the episode. And that one just felt very arbitrary. It was like, oh, Mm -hmm. someone said it at one point. Someone said Ben Mendelsohn's name. (laughs) So that's now the name of the episode. And it's like, right. Yeah, I I guess you could name it that. Um, I think that was the only weak point for me. No spoilers, though. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And I would just say that Bill Hader is a god. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait for Barry season four, which is going to be all episodes directed by him. And I yes. literally have no idea what the show is even going to be about, which is crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's insane, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, so interested. You want to get specific? Let's get specific. Let's, let's get into spoilers real quick. Okay. Uh, if you don't want Barry season three spoilers, or you have not had the chance to watch Barry the hit HBO show, please, I would encourage you to do so before listening I, to this because I am demanding you to. It is the ultimate jaw dropper show. I feel like so go in yes. as blind as you can. Do not listen to this episode if you have never seen Barry, um, or I mean this part of the episode. Anyway, yeah, three, two, one. Skip to one hour, 17 minutes, and 21 seconds if you don't want Barry spoilers. Launch. There's no fucking forgiving, Jeff. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's get that, yeah. (laughs) I love how the the theme of this season is just so very tightly presented in that first scene of, of, uh, of this year. With the guy and his affair, Jeff. <laughs> the yeah, guy who's been yeah. fucking his wife. And Barry's like, there's no forgiving Jeff. And then the right. whole rest of the season being about second chances. Being about people who are who have been hurt by your past actions. Can people change? Like, I thought as a, as a, from a writing perspective anyway, that, and from a theme perspective, that this was the most consistent and tight season of Barry yet. <laughs> yeah, and totally. Well, I mean, tonally it is until we get to the episode that I I think is the wor- how do we want to structure this cuz I, I I will okay, well let's just start let's just start at the beginning. I, I, how do you feel how do you feel about the Kusanau stuff at the beginning where he finds out and Barry's like, 
He's like, then fucking earn it. And Barry spends like essentially the first three episodes of the season kind of like, you know, um, holding uh, Henry Winkler hostage. Yeah. 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 I really liked that. I really liked that. I, I really fucked with it. I like how Barry is a show that doesn't um, dangle plot threads over its audience's head. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it. I mean, there, there are a lot of shows that I respect, like Breaking Bad, which is, like, the ultimate show, obviously, where they keep mm-hmm. plot threads going through seasons and seasons without, like, resolution until finally, you know, that powder keg happens. But I've always admired that Barry is so quick paced and on to the next thing like the fact that we waited three years for um you know to see what mr kusuno is going to do about that information he received barry berkman did this and yeah. then it's out in the open and barry's gained the upper hand by the end of the first episode i think that's brilliant I, yeah i thought it was yeah. really well executed too like the the, the fact that the show always walks that line between being a comedy and being like a fucking horror thriller yeah you know yeah i love it and i love that barry is as always you know our our kind of semi protagonist but also our antagonist like i i can never make up my mind whether i want him to fucking die or or get away and go on to the next thing right right yeah yeah it's um they really they really keep that that um I feel like with his uh, with his character, um, they really keep you, especially in season three. I keep wondering whether I feel like Barry is a person that I would want to forgive. You know, like his character in the show. It's like, it's like Jesus. Does he have? Um, is he redeemable? Essentially, I feel like the show's asking that question a lot this season. Um, and it does it very well with how they've structured the plot in this season. And I, and I love how it addresses that, like, that answer is going to depend on the person that the show is yeah. asking. You know, um, yeah. without getting too far ahead in our discussion, I mean, by the, by the end, you know, the the key figure, the key figures who hold control over whether Barry will live or die ultimately do decide like yeah you know i either i can't bring myself to do this to you or um you know i i I see good in you still i i think that one of the ultimate surprises of the season that paid off really well was having his um afghanistan buddy albert come back at the start of that one episode that was just such a we i kennedy and i were going fucking crazy we were like why does this guy look so familiar and like what why why do we feel like we should know him and when it clicked finally it was like oh my god this is huge yeah you know i i feel like some people will look at the finale and where that character went and 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 say anti-climax but i i loved how they handled that and also oh my god performance from bill Hader was so raw like give him his emmy already please literally give every yeah every person yeah every person in this show deserves an emmy like i mean i mean yeah i don't want to jump too far ahead either but that specific scene where he's back at the at the at the uh location that he was burial yeah yes And, and and the fact that he 
is like i'm like oh my god i'm like this he's going to kill him and and when he doesn't just that that like uh horrible shriek that comes from bill Hader, and he's just like screaming it was just like it was so good because i was thinking the same thing i was like this is going to be anticlimactic when he when he just like stopped i was like why is you know i was having all these questions and then by the end of the scene and honestly by the end of the episode after i thought about it i was like holy shit that that entire plot thread was handled so fucking well um yeah i love i love the conclusion that that came to um and i just the fact that they brought him in as a character you know, uh, we got that flashback in, in season two, I think it was, of, of what he did over in Afghanistan. And, and to bring him in, I was like, bro, <laughs> what, a, what a fucking choice. Yeah, and, and it didn't take too long for Barry to squander that fucking second chance. I, I love yeah. that that's the theme through all the storylines is all of these characters being given a chance to get out of it, you know, to have everything that they've said they want and Mm -hmm. turning it down fucking it up literally everyone noho hank mr kusuno fucking barry fucking sally like yeah everyone makes that mistake but you understand why at this point and it's compelling television and even fuchs (laughs) yeah fuchs gets two second chances yeah (laughs) yeah okay well since you mentioned it can we uh yeah i want to talk about fuchs because this kind of ties into my main frustration with the season so i might as well get it all out there now if you're okay with that yes yes i in fact Uh, i feel like i'll have some similar thoughts maybe not to the same degree as you but let's see okay yeah okay so um i'll say by the end of episode three i think it's episode two or three i like you know fuchs is he's hiding out and he's living um in this uh in this place, I, I forget Chechnya where he is. In heaven, Chechnya. yeah, Chechnya in heaven, yeah. Um, and at the end of the episode, she tells him the story about the the jaguars that come, and he was like, he was like, "Where'd you hear that story from?" The episode kind of ends with him, his brain, you know, the gears in his brain turning, like I can build an army. And I was all for this. I'm like, holy fuck, yes, this is how this is how he's going to get buried. He's going to build his army. And through the next couple of episodes, he's he building it. But I don't like, I don't like how they squandered this plot thread, because they have the like the Barry the writers of Barry say, and I'll, you'll hear this from a lot of writers, and they say they love to write themselves into corners and see how they can get themselves out, and it makes for great television. But I think they wrote themselves into a corner here that when they wrote themselves out of it, it did not do it for me, and that was the inclusion of. All the different of of Barry's um, family of the people he's killed. I thought it was great that they brought that in, but the the son and the mother, they just kind of left after that incident where they were going to shoot him, but then accidentally shot uh, him, and yeah. then they just kind of like let like that was so stupid. It was such an anticlimactic point that they could have done something with. And then this leads me into the episode that I, I least uh, that was my least favorite that everybody else fucking loved because let's be let's be honest there was a really really great great just directed and dropping shot. the best car chase in the past decade exactly <laughs> it's 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 uh, exhilarating and it's amazing uh, car chase sequence um, but where we start with the episode where Fuchs gets fucking shot I was like okay. I'm I'm down with this. He's fucking dead. 
Because where the fuck is his character going? He's already had, like, you know, chance after chance. He's, he's tried to get Barry. He's tried doing this and this. And then they, they just fucking shoot him. And I'm like, okay, he stuck his full-ass foot in his mouth. And that's what he gets because he fucking tangled with some people he shouldn't have that did not give a shit. I like that. I was like, they just fucking killed Fuchs. This is an amazing start to an episode. Like, what a banger intro. Then he wakes up. He goes through the same motions again of, I don't need to go after Barry. I'm fine. And then sees the newspaper. Uh, I forget what uh, what prompted him. But he sees something that just activates him again. And he's like, actually, never mind. Fuck it. And that all happens within the span of like under five minutes. And it just feels like they just accelerated. They're accelerating his character arc in a loop. And they've got him stuck in a loop that is like so old to me like they only done it twice this season but it it grew old on me so quick and the fact that he left i was like bro why couldn't you have just killed him like that has way more weight and it starts off the episode way better but then we get to the car chase and it's just these people are like when he's talking to them they seem really fucking like mean and they just shoot him with no problem but then they pull up beside Barry at the start of the car chase and they're like, is this him? And they're like, I think it's him. And it's just like, okay, I get that this is a comedy, like it's half comedy, but the comedy's not working here. If you just showed you, if, if the filmmakers just showed us killing off um, them just point blank with no mercy, no like if, ands, or buts, no fucks given, shoot Fuchs, a major character, in the fucking chest, presumably had killed him, what we were thinking. You just expect them to give that same energy to hunting Barry. But instead, they sit there for about 10 seconds and be like, is this the guy? I think this is him. And it's just, it's so stupid to start. But the rest of the car chase was fucking insane and, and brilliant. I loved it. But just that... That thing there, I was like, it's not, you're not giving me the same energy that you gave me at the start of this episode. Um, but then we naturally reach the end of the episode where she fucking poisons the, uh, die motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Die motherfucker. I was like, okay, but you just ended the episode with such a good scene. It was a banger ending. Um, mm-hmm. but just everything in between, it just really did not meld with me. And then where Fuchs goes at the end of the season, he's, uh, handcuffed and going to prison. And I'm just like, dude. I mean, what are y'all doing with him now? Like, what is what's he gonna do in prison? Like, what more? Well, does he he's have gonna to run do? into Barry. <laughs> well, guess yeah, who else he's going to fucking jail? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I, I just, but, yeah, it frustrates me. But what did you think? Well, okay, I before I talk about this episode, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up on this Fuchs discussion. I agree, Fuchs is the weakest part of Barry for me because consistently, yeah. I am asking myself. Why is this motherfucker so interested in ruining Barry's life? Like, he, right? like it's just self-detrimental, the point to which he wants to fuck with Barry. And I mean, it great. It makes for great TV. It drives right. the plot forward. But mm-hmm. the character of Fuchs himself, I just don't understand the motivations. I don't think he's all that compelling because he did the same thing in season two down to the Kenneth Goulet shit, down to getting his, like, Chechnyan army together and the Bolivian army, um, which, I mean, Mm -hmm. that was very short-lived in season two, but, I mean, he goes through the same motions over and over again, and I really do think, yeah, that they need to do more with this character and spice him up. Now, this episode, though, was the reason why I'm like, okay, fine, keep Fuchs around if it means we get this TV, because... Pretty much, (laughs) other than the Fuchs element, I think that episode is a fucking masterpiece because it's got, 
it it really plays to Barry's strengths as a comedy. Like I love um just like the 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 bit character, the guy who owns the beignet shop and yeah, yeah, he, they just yeah. keep coming back there and he keeps expounding so much wisdom, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> Like, right, he's right. accurate and fucking, like, so helpful in every situation. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then you find out that everyone's in line, not for just the beignets, but because they all talk to him that way. Like, yeah. I think if you're going to revisit a joke multiple times, like, that's the kind of payoff you should have. I also really fucked with uh, the way Sally's storyline started to take some darker turns in this episode. Um, and yeah. I... <laughs> I, I made a tweet about this last night when we were watching it, but there's just a Saturday Night Live comedian that cameos in this episode that I love so much, Vanessa Bayer. And I just love that scene with her and the agent. And they're like, it was kind of like, yeah, but it needs to be more like, <laughs> yeah, which I can't do justice because it's all facial yeah. expressions. But Right, right. Yeah, that just, was a good, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's just filled with great comedic scenes like that. And... To, to top that off, like, I don't know. I don't think that you can... Well, I think that you can take issue with the Fuchs storyline and, you know, point to that as the weakness in the episode. But I feel like that's more of a season-wide problem. And in this episode, I feel like it's kind of isolated to the Fuchs in the 20 miles south of Los Angeles storyline that's going on. Because I feel like the biker stuff for the most part, is really thrilling and exciting and funny. And, I mean, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. when they pull up to Barry, it, it, it's kind of like a deus ex machina via joke. It's like, oh, why are we not shooting Barry first thing when we just saw, shot Fuchs that way? But, um, mm-hmm. and, and especially it seems hypocritical when the action scene starts and they don't seem to care uh, who gets fucking killed by their <laughs> gunfire. So I, I, it right, makes you yeah. wonder why they take so much time to confirm barry's identity i think it's a plot hole yeah. but i think ultimately i don't fucking care <laughs> right so. yeah I, just for me it was just like the tone you know the the tone got um it was like it was like how do i say it was like shifted a little bit just so they could they could fit that joke in there like of them taking so much time and then you know as the scene goes on you like you said they don't fucking care so I just it just but really confused me. I but don't I'm think just it like, shifts the tone too much because there's still so much comedy in that chase. Like there's the there's the guy yeah. with the machine gun and he's all like hand off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it fails so miserably. I loved that, and he just holds on him. I loved how I, I I know that this might seem like a tangent, but I just love the cinematography and Barry because they hold on shots so long when you think so they should long. probably leave and it makes it so much funnier and the fact that it's like a solid like 40 seconds that you spend with that guy after he fucks up and like his funny yeah. eyes and he's just standing there <laughs> it's so fucking good i just I, yeah. I think that's my issue is like that's my issue with you saying it's the worst episode of the show is like i feel like its merits very strongly outweigh those story mm-hmm weak parts and i don't know i think that that's just an issue with the character of fuchs rather than it is yeah with that episode because bill Hader fucking killed it in directing that episode like yeah. this makes me think that yeah eliminating guest directors and just having bill Hader direct all the episodes of the show is not a bad idea uh, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I can agree. I, I'm definitely going to inevitably like do like a whole series rewatch soon. I may just rewatch season three, but I, I want to rewatch that episode specifically because um, I want to just see if like having seen the whole season and going back in, if I can maybe like maybe repair some of the uh, some of my ails with that episode specifically because. I, I, it is kind of unfair of me to call it the worst episode when really it's like the first like 10 minutes of the episode I'm not fucking with and just and Fuchs character being such a, a big part of that I just I, I don't know and I feel like wasn't the ending of the last well never mind I'm not even getting it what whatever either way I just you know the episode started off like okay and then the next scene after the intro, when we see Fuchs is still alive, I'm just kind of like, okay, what the fuck? And it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for like the rest of the episode. And I thought so, they did even a good though, job holding. Like they they waited a solid like ten minutes before they reveal Fuchs is alive. Like you know, I think mm-hmm. you know they show the part of the guy dragging his body away, but they don't show him breathing or anything. But I I mean, obviously at that point, you know, like oh well. He's alive yeah. because <laughs> right, yeah. another character has dragged him off to save his life or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. That's really what... Uh, I don't know. That just... Um, I guess it just bothered me so much that I just wasn't properly enjoying the rest of the episode. Because I did I did think it was expertly directed and the, and the chase scene was fantastic. Um, and But in the ending especially, I was like, what the fuck? Like, where are we going from here? But... Um, the last two episodes, uh, shit, I have no problems with the last two episodes. The fucking finale. Can we just talk about the finale? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jump right in, man. Yeah, dude. Um, the way this ended, dude. Actually, I mean, the way it, like, starts out with, uh, I'll just say, like, we said earlier everybody deserves an Emmy. I think if we're making a case, uh, this episode is you know what we should show be like look they deserve it because the guy who plays noho hank i forget his um, anthony kerrigan i think anthony kerrigan dude that scene with him in the in the prison when the jaguars like killing the or the lion is killing um the the, the his friends in the, in the cell next to him and he's just like reacting like in one of the behind the scenes they were like uh saying that they had no audio of anything it was just Anthony looking at the wall and Barry was saying, okay, now he's doing this. Now this is happening. Now over here, this is happening. And just his acting is so fucking good. And, and the rest of, of, uh, Noho Hank's little storyline in the episode where it, you know, ends is just like devastating. And everybody's arc in this, in this episode where everything comes to a head is so devastating, especially, the ending when when Barry's captured like he's he's caught he gets caught it I I I swear I probably died for like two seconds like my heart just stopped uh when you hear the police like saying like put the gun down I was like no fucking way no fucking way are they doing this on season three like they've pretty much just completely changed the trajectory the trajectory of this show with this finale that was that was fucking epic with like (laughs) mr kusuno just standing there like it was all a performance it was the greatest and it fits with the character too like of Mm -hmm. course he's going to defeat barry with the power of acting somehow you know and 
And Barry told him at the at the beginning of the season, he was like, Kusinau, you uh, you're acting as shit. And he defeats Barry by acting really well. And it's oh, it's so good. It's such a good finale. I I, I want to make a case because I feel like we've brushed over her in our discussions because this the character of Sally can be frustrating sometimes, oh. I think. But like Sarah Goldberg yeah. in this episode specifically, she like... Mm. Uh, oh my god it's amazing like she's doing what bill Hader does where his like face like you know Mm -hmm. every muscle just kind of like changes all of a sudden like she does that in this episode yes fucking insane in the in the killing and the 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 part where barry's telling her like you know say barry did this like her oh my god you're just getting so much from her face and it's incredible yeah that shot in particular yeah where he's cupping her head yeah Yes. Oh my God, she's phenomenal. Uh, she's been phenomenal the entire series, but this season you've really just watched her, like literally start from like the top of the world, where she's literally having to leave the state and go back to Joplin, which which I thought was fucking amazing. That you saw the where the airplane was headed. It was like Joplin, Missouri, and I was like, holy Damn. shit, ah, this is this is good. Like I, I was a little confused by her character at the start of the season. I'm not gonna lie, but by you know by a couple episodes in. I was like, okay, I, I think I know where this is going, and then just by that finale, just God, bro, I'm I'm most excited, probably, I'm I'm most excited to see what the fuck happens to Barry. But honestly, secondly, I really want to know what she does. Like, yeah, how does she react to everything that fucking happened? And yeah, it's really good. She's really good. Cause I'm I'm surprised to say it, but like Sally and Kusuno's storylines are pretty much the only thing tying us to acting or, like, the industry anymore. But I think they're doing it so well. Like, the way that Mm -hmm. they talk about cancel culture and the way they talk about, like, uh, getting shows off the ground. Like, I I think it's so biting and sharp. Like, especially the episode Mm -hmm. where they end up... She ends up talking to the people running Banshee, you know, about why they canceled their show. And just her spiral from that point. It's just so fucking gripping. And, um... Oh, I, I'm glad that Darcy Carden. Which have you seen The Good Place? Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. She's she's on that show. She plays Natalie in this show. Um, gotcha. Who's like the yeah, the her her friend who <laughs> she fucking screws over all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love especially that joke where you know Barry's not getting in the limo and Natalie walks <laughs> with her to the limo. And it's like okay. Um, and and uh, Sally's like, see you there, and just closes the Shuts door the and door, rides yeah. in the limo by herself. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Like they definitely set up all of the elements to Sally's like major meltdown in the elevator mm-hmm. that you need, and she's always had a bit of an air of superiority about her, even since season one over her like classmates that this makes sense for her character like i think everybody but fuchs i fucks with where you know their story has gone and i Mm -hmm. get why they got here it's it's really only fuchs at this point which i i think season four can rectify that i think you can do some things with that there so with this season in terms of new players um i'm loving uh the guy playing uh detective moss's dad that that guy yes. is intense in all of the right ways. I don't know his name, which I felt like I should I have because when he's first revealed, it's like 
you know, a back of the head shot, like like he's like fucking uh, Marsalis Wallace, <laughs> and right, then he turns yeah, around, yeah. and I'm like, should I know him? <laughs> I don't. Right, know him. right. But I, 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 I want to know him now. He's great. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, he looks familiar. I'm looking up who he is right now for you yeah. because I'm I'm interested. Same with um, Albert, uh, his actor. I mean, technically he debuted in season two, but. It really feels like his character is a player I want to see more from, and I'm glad that they kept him alive at the end of the season because there yeah. are so many great stars that come on a berry and are just like gone in a couple episodes. Can I just say one of the big MVPs of this season for me was the guy playing Ryan Madison's dad. Like his monologue, yeah, in the seventh episode was incredible, and just the pain and hurt on his face like oh my god it's just so real and sad yes (laughs) i i just fucked with it so hard what uh, what's uh jim moss's actor's name um did you find i'm still looking (laughs) damn i'll I'll aid in Um, your search i'll aid in your search okay we need to we need to be given credit to to all of these actors. That's why I made sure I, know. I got Sally's right, Sarah Goldberg, because she is phenomenal. And I, the crazy thing about Barry is that a lot of people on this show, like, it feels like this show is the only thing I know them from, but I love them unconditionally. Like, Sarah Goldberg is definitely that way. Um, uh, Anthony Kerrigan, honestly, I haven't ever mm-hmm. seen anything else he's been in, but I it literally his performance as NoHo Hank is so good. It makes me want to watch yeah. Gotham because I know he's Mr. Freeze on that show. Yes, yes. Which, that oh. sounds interesting. <laughs> right, right. Very. Um, oh, Janet, uh, the Moss, Detective Moss, his, it's Robert Wisdom. Robert Wisdom. Okay, I, I have yeah. not heard his name before, but uh, I hope yeah, we hear he was... it at the Emmys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He was he was a voice in like Osmosis Jones, um, Barbershop Two, uh, weird little weird little little stuff. He was in The Dark Knight Rises as a as a army captain, army captain Parker. Um, hmm. I don't know, just some weird stuff. He was in Motherless Brooklyn, which was uh, was that the Edward Norton movie? Yeah, it was Edward Norton's little little uh, self self congratulatory shit show yeah well and i mean he changed the setting of the original novel i think just to to make it like into a 1940s movie like the original motherless brooklyn that novel takes place in the 90s and edward norton was just like fuck that it's a 40s film now (laughs) yeah (laughs) i uh yeah i don't know i i think in closing our discussion about barry i i really fucked with the season and especially with barry going to jail uh, I am like, what can we do with this show? Um, I'm sure they have yeah. a plan. It's just like, I I cannot guess. I cannot fathom how they're going to write out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't break? either. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Pro- possibly. I mean, at this point, it's going to become a, a different show. Which I, I fucks with. I, I have faith in them yeah. to uh, to guide us through that. And I wonder how long this show will continue to be about Barry. You know, it feels like yeah. at any given point, Barry could be a show about fucking NoHo Hank instead or yeah. about Sarah or any of its characters. And I think that's why 
um, people come back to this show every time a new season comes out is just these characters are some of the best on television and the writing and yeah. the direction on the show is incredible phenomenal and it, yeah and I, and I think that this is one of the ultimate um, I, I think that this is maybe the best bit of evidence that dramas don't have to be like an hour long like you can do a lot mm-hmm. with dramatic stakes in 20 minutes it turns out or 30 minutes yeah. most of the time with barry but sometimes they really do right. hit that like 24 minute point and they're like okay we're done and it's yeah brilliant it's like okay yeah we did everything we needed to fuck yeah <laughs> certainly yeah yeah the episodes are, are i mean even though they're uh, you know 20 minutes to 30 minutes it, it still feels like it's like god that was like 10 minutes you know it flies by because it's just it's really good television and i i uh, really enjoy the fact that it is this way, but I, I mean, I, I would not, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. I swear, if we don't get like a one-hour uh, series finale, uh, I'll freak out. But uh, you know, yeah, these these twenty-minute episodes, uh, twenty to twenty-eight, are, are they're really doing it for me. I really yeah. like it. Well, hopefully, you know, in Barry season four, volume one, like all the episodes are going to be an hour and twenty minutes. Like we're, we're hoping they are. <laughs> Honestly, if they are, I'm not going to care. I just want to watch this show so bad. <laughs> yeah, Stranger, uh, call back to earlier in the episode, but I mean, Stranger Things has given me a lot of faith, you know, in, in shows going feature yeah. length for every episode. So I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, um, yeah, not e- me neither, man. Um, before we wrap up, give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay, come come right back, okay? I, I will. I'm just... Sitting here alone, I miss my lover and my friend. His name is Casey, and I wish him the best to the end. To the end. I hope Casey comes back at some point. I hope he bonds with me, talks about movies and whatnot. I hope that he is good, but that he is not bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are those like aliens fighting over my house? Oh my god, the mothership just took out that fighter. Oh my fucking god, is that E.T.? <laughs> His people are at war and they need and and they need us to to help them out? Oh my god. Where are you taking me, E.T.? To your planet? What do you mean we're gonna need backup? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll get in the spaceship. E.T., I know we're traveling at light speed now, but I'm gonna need to know what the fuck is going on. Oh, that's interesting. Your home planet is in a civil war? Okay. Yeah, I agree. We're going to need some backup. Really? You think he'll be helpful? Okay. Well, if you say so. Back. Okay. Sorry. It was just uh, was just creating a little storyline there. Don't, don't you worry okay. about it. Don't you worry about that. Um, okay. I won't worry about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, welcome back. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, so before we wrap, what, uh, what, what else is there, my guy? Man, um, honestly, I hope that everybody enjoys our our videos. I we're gonna do more of those. Um, yeah. Watch, uh, watch first shots. Watch Barry. Watch Stranger Things. Watch The Boys. Uh, watch Chinatown. Fallen Angels. Um, watch everything we mentioned man it's yeah. all good we only talk about the good shit on here um or we only tell you to watch the good shit on here <laughs> but but yeah i'm uh i really just wanted to say like i i haven't been logging on letterbox because i just have not been watching movies i've been watching all the tv that's out because i found that i'm really enjoying it and even though kenobi isn't you know the my the favorite thing that's out right now far from it I, i'm still interested in it at least it to see where it goes so yeah um, yeah dude just like uh, yeah a lot of tv and i'm i'm just uh yeah it was i'm glad to, i'm glad we got to talk about it i was it was eating me up inside bro i've had nobody to talk to <laughs> i'm so i'm so glad that we've done another episode because yeah i i've definitely felt your your absence this past month and a half i've been like fuck i'm watching so many things that literally no one in my life like cares about like i found myself like talking to my dad about like one car why and i was like why am i doing this i really i need an outlet an outlet or something like this this podcast if nothing else is just our chance to fucking nerd out about a bunch of shit you know and i love it yes same same i hope everybody else does too yeah and i hope that they add more tv shows to letterbox soon because like it is really annoying that like you know you will watch like something really good and then there's like no place to to like put your like yeah a lot of shows are just absent from letterboxd which is crazy because you know television is essentially becoming on the same level as hollywood like these tv shows are getting huge budgets like kenobi and stranger things alone they cost like 30 million or 25 million an episode each i think Mm -hmm. which is insane and uh it's good shit like it's good special effects even barry by the way uh felt like a movie half the time and all of its visual effects amazing same well kind of same with the boys the boys show some cracks for me but i i enjoy it so much that i don't care when an effect looks shoddy it's just like it's so bombastic that it's like oh you know this guy's going in this butthole so i guess you know it wasn't (laughs) like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i kind of watch the boys for like the story and like the fun shenanigans like i I don't really care if it looks like you know absolutely grade a like barrier um, you know, even some of the Stranger Things stuff looks like I'm, I'm just watching it because it's a good fucking yeah. show. Like, but, oh my uh, god! Speaking of good fucking shows, are you fucking with Better Call Saul? Are you watch? Have you started dude, that yet? I haven't. I haven't watched any Better Call Saul because I was trying to finish my rewatch of Breaking Bad first, but and yeah. I'm so close to finishing that. But I keep yeah, I'm definitely going to get on I, it. I, I've bugged you a couple times about that, but like. Just yeah. rewatched the first season because the 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 final season is on like a mid season finale, which was mind blowing, and I won't talk about it at all. But um, right. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so different from Breaking Bad for sure. Mm-hmm. But like that show is just like they they really fuck around with their capabilities as visual storytelling. Like if you are on your phone when you're watching Better Call Saul, you are gonna miss like all of the best parts of the show. 
And that's something that I'm realizing as I'm rewatching it is like, oh, fuck, when I was a teenager and this show first came on the air, like, I did not give it <laughs> its, its due time, you know? I was definitely yeah. waiting for, like, Breaking Bad cameos or for action sequences. And it's not that, but what it is is really special. And so, I mean, when you do finish your Breaking Bad rewatch, I, I highly recommend uh, fucking with mm-hmm. Better Call Saul because it is maybe just the best prequel um, ever made dead ass yeah yeah everybody it's not just you everybody's been bugging me about it telling me you know i need to get on it it's you know it's up there with like some of the best television on in the past past few years so i'm definitely gonna watch it i'm trying to um gonna finish kenobi tonight obviously tonight or tomorrow um um, then i'm going to uh uh while i'm waiting on stranger things i think i'll be caught up on tv until then and i do want to watch miss marvel though i do want to give that a shot but i think i will too um, yeah, but the TV I'm I really need to catch up with is I need to finish Ozark because I was really really fucking with Ozark. I thought it was phenomenal and I was going into season 3 and I don't know what the fuck stopped me because like I binged the first two seasons in like a week and I was like like this is great television like and and then I just didn't watch season 3 for some fucking <laughs> reason and then now the show has fully wrapped and i haven't watched it so it's killing me to know so i'm definitely going to try and do that as soon as i can and uh then finish breaking bad and and get on some better call saul stuff so yeah um is it just me or is no one fucking talking about ozark's ending like i heard one thing like someone said it was bad but that was it like that's mm -hmm. all i've heard like it quietly dropped and i feel like yeah no one's hype about it yeah and because and, and i saw on well same thing with stranger things like Season four hasn't completely disappeared into the wind, you know, because it's really fucking good and people are actually, you know, fully fucking invested and interested uh, this Mm -hmm. time. But Netflix keeps dropping their shows, all episodes at once, and people talk about it for two days, maybe not even two days, and then it's over. And that's what happened with Ozark, because Ozark is genuinely a great show. But if they would drop it one episode at a time weekly, it it would have gotten that you know, that, oh shit, everybody's watching this because no, it's not going to draw in audiences like stranger things is, or, you know, anything else is, but, um, it's a, it's, it's a a really good drama and and it's not targeted for everybody, but it is still good. It is, it is up there with some of the best shows that I've watched and I love it. And it's got phenomenal acting in it. It deserves Emmys. Hell, it's probably had Emmys. But nobody's ever fucking heard of it or nobody fucking watches it because Netflix does zero promotion for it and drops entire seasons in same day and then the fans will watch it. Uh, and, but, you know, that's it. It's And yeah. that's really what, what frustrates me about it. And I feel like Stranger Things 4 would be even a bigger deal because those episodes end on huge cliffhangers. But there's no, you know, it's like, okay... I'll just click next episode and watch the next fucking episode because it all dropped at once. There's not that period w- that Barry had or Peacemaker or any show that drops on like HBO Max has where it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, that was, a, that was a great episode. Like, what happens next? Ah, I got to wait till next week. I guess I'll tweet about how excited I am. That doesn't happen with like Ozark and, and stuff. So, yeah, um, they, but I it's think still a good show need, and I highly recommend it. They need to leave binge culture behind for sure and just get with we the do. time. Yeah. yeah, like... It, it's it's over with. I think this is part of the reason why Netflix is dying out is that their shows just don't have sustainability. They're canceling 
all of their shows too like after yes. fucking one season and especially it right. sucks to see so many good animation projects that netflix has made get the axe so quickly like tuka yeah. and birdie got axed after one season luckily adult swims to save that show midnight gospel which i feel like is just a universally loved show unofficially getting canceled that's just a slap in the face like that just fucking yeah. sucks um and, yeah and honestly I'll, I'll i'll go back and say it again cowboy bebop only having one week on the platform before getting asked yes. is just unforgivable like that's some bullshit right there honestly like that's I, it, I'm, I'm not a sorry i think there is a the, little delay might be <laughs> oh you're good <laughs> you're good i was just gonna say like even though i'm not a huge fan of cowboy bebop um i i still think it, it was fucking stupid that the show came out and then what to me what was essentially the next day it was like yeah it's canceled i'm like what the fuck like it could not have been that bad because i heard isaac and a few other people say like actually you know it's it's not it's not bad so it's like what the fuck yeah it, it i guess it just didn't hit the right taste clusters or yeah true <laughs> it's more eh, when we're looking for eh, you know yeah <laughs> yeah well, Casey, oh. this podcast sure has been, hmm, and it mm, made me go, yep. ah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I kind of agree. I'm feeling that, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I hope that when you're editing, you know, you find out what that little secret storyline surprise that I left for you yeah. is. Yeah. You know, you don't, I'm have in, to, I'm uh, interested. you don't have to include it, you know, but you could just have me sound schizophrenic, which would also be good. <laughs> We'll find out okay. which way you went with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the audience will will know by the end of the episode. Hell yeah. I have no idea what it is. I mean, I'm interested to find out. But well, hopefully, uh, uh, we we do the next episode sooner, and uh, I'll I'll see you, buddy. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do it way sooner. I will see you later. You have a good you have a good day. You too, friend. Farewell. <sighs> Farewell. Farewell.